everyone. Welcome to Pigskin Pandemic featuring Kevin, Matt, and Ben. Just three of your everyday guys just giving their opinions on all the latest and upcoming NFL news. Things may get a little steamy or a little wild, but hey, it'll always be unscripted and real. Let's listen in and see what they have to say this week. Welcome to the Pigskin Pandemic. I am your host, Kevin, and this week it's me and Ben on uh, for this week's show. We're going to dive into some of the things that happened uh, from Monday on backwards to, well, actually last Thursday on up into Monday. We have a lot to get into. Um, some of the things we're going to get into this week is, of course, our Lake of Fire. Because you know that uh, some of the players and some of the, or actually some of the coaches that we talked about in our Lake of Fire came off the board. So we're going to have a new Lake of Fire. Uh, Also, uh, we're going to talk about which coaches are best fit in some of these, uh, in some of these teams' vacancies, Houston and Atlanta. And also, uh, the trade deadline's coming up. Trade deadline's up, and uh, we're going to talk about who's going to get traded who may get traded, where they go, and some of the scenarios that we think is best fit for them. But up first, we're going to talk about Sunday's games, uh, two in particular this week that we're going to touch on, which is the Cowboys and Giants. Ben, how we know that uh, Dak Prescott is finished for the season. His yeah, that's an- rough. His, his ankle is... I watched the game live and his ankle folded like a piece of yeah. paper. Yeah. I saw um, it in the, the coverage too. It was, I mean, it, it was Joe Theismann esque as far as the, the gruesomeness of it, you know, it was, it was bad. And he has a compound, he has a compound, compound fracture. Easy for you to say. <laughs> and he also has, he, which also, uh, caused the ankle to dislocate. Uh, He went into immediate surgery on Sunday, but first let's talk about, let's, let's go here. Let's talk about the Giants game first. Um, How did, did you, I watched the game and I thought that the Giants did a really good job of their game planning against the Cowboys. Of course, you know, Jason Garrett is, you know, he's, he knows the Cowboys inside and out. Um, and I thought that they played well under the circumstances. Um, the Cowboys really, they blitzed the mess out of, uh, Daniel, Danny Dimes Jones. Uh, I know Matt is going to hate me for saying that. He's going to hate this. He's going (laughs) to, he's going to hate me for that. Yeah, Matt, he, he, he threw some, he threw some very well-placed balls. Um, he, he escaped. Um, he escaped the pressure that they were giving him uh, down after down. Also, um, the running backs did a really decent job in running the football, you know, as best as they could. And it was a close game. Um, Where do you think Dak Prescott ends up next year? Um, Well, for Dak Prescott, I, I, uh, in my gut, I really do believe that he ends up still with the Cowboys. I, I think that probably is the case. Um, unless Dalton just absolutely lights it up, which I don't see happening. Um, and, 
you know, it just continues to just be a terrible situation. Obviously, he's going to have a, a hard time getting that contract with the injury, but it's kind of early enough that you, you can guess he's probably going to be recovered from the injury in time to be in the off season and those type of things. So it'll be very similar to a situation like, um, you know, like what happened with guys this past year uh, that, you know, were coming off of injury and, and there was a lot of question mark there. And then hopefully next year you won't be having the you know cloud of pandemic hanging over it. So, you know, the injury situation will be, uh, more normal, you know, teams can, you know, can, can be, be comfortable feeling like you've, you know, rehabbed and those type of things. Um, so, I mean, gun to my head, gut feeling, I do think he ends up back with the Cowboys. It wouldn't shock me if that didn't happen. Um, Cause certainly they've made their feelings known that they're not totally married to him. I don't know why. Cause I don't think, you know, my thing is always, if you're going to go ahead and move on from somebody, what's your better option? You know, so, I don't think there's a better option out there for them. Realistically, I don't think they're going to be in the top five uh, for the draft looking at, you know, the top five quarterbacks. So I don't think that makes sense. Plus I don't think that team is set up to be like, let's go ahead and let's build around another rookie. You know what I mean? Like if you do that, you're kind of wasting what you have in, in some of those offensive powers with, you know, Cooper and, CD lamb and, you know, now every other wide receiver they have coming on super strong as well. Um, so I, 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 I'm inclined to believe it's Dak. Uh, the other thing I want to make mention of from the game is I, I agree totally with your assessment. I think the giants actually look good. I would say as a, uh, as I mentioned, a giants fan by marriage as I am. Um, I, uh, I think they looked the best they've certainly looked. And, and if you're a glass half full guy, you got to think that that's because this is now a couple weeks in. They're getting used to Joe Judge's system, you know, uh, all those kind of things. Plus, like you mentioned, you know, Garrett's familiarity. Obviously, that's going to help them against the Cowboys. Um, and and you got to hope that that's the case. And it's not just a fluke. Um, it's not just Garrett being super familiar with the Cowboys, and so that's going to be the one game they play well all year, um, or twice a year, I guess. Um, and the other part of it is, you know, the Cowboys, we don't know who they are. I mean, they're, they, they, at times they look like they're the best team. And then at times they look like they're the best team in the NFC East, which is the worst team in every other division in football. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, the arrow up for the cow or for the giants for one week, um, they, you know, they still lost. So, <laughs> You know, it's not not that far up. The Cowboys got beat. I'm sorry. The Giants beat the brakes off the Cowboys. And Mm -hmm. I look at it from this standpoint. So, if it wasn't for penalties, the Giants would probably have maybe 10 to 14 more points on the board. And you can't say for sure because they had the fake – field goal called back because of yep. a because of a shift an illegal shift and they had some other penalties on them and that called that was called back you know those there were some that were you know big yardage plays that were called back and no Dan, Daniel Jones didn't wow you he didn't throw for five touchdowns and 450 yards and things like that but given what the Cowboys were throwing at him, 
he took what the defense gave him, and when he went up top, he went up top, and there was nothing that that putrid secondary could do. And um, uh, the tight end, I want to say his name is Ingram? Yeah, for the Giants, Ingram. Yes. He played fast. He played well. Um, The offensive line did okay. He did. They did okay. Yeah, against a a decent defensive line for the Cowboys, as bad as their defense is, their defensive line is still something that is probably the high spot on that defense. But out here in Dallas, they were saying if Dallas doesn't blank, Dallas can could put up. 30 points on them in their sleep and the giants aren't going to score anything. And when you came out and they put up 14 points in the fourth, in the first quarter, you're looking at, Oh wow. These guys are, they're probably going to, that's where I say they just completely blew the doors off of them because they should have been ready for a giants team to win one for Jason Garrett because Jason Garrett came from Dallas. So they knew that this was going to be highly competitive and their defense – now, I'm going to be honest. For, for Dallas, I said Jalen Smith needed to be out of there. But he was flying around the ball on Sunday. Every time, I, every time I turned around, he was around the football. So it could be just, you know, he had a couple of bad games. And the whole week out here, it was, you know, I think Jerry Jones and McCarthy was saying – the effort was there. The effort was there. But everybody looking at it was saying, no, the effort is not there. You guys are lying. The effort is not there. There were plays where they were, you would see players just jogging across the field. That's not effort. So this week, uh, this past week, they definitely showed a lot more effort. Um, they tackled a little bit better. I think on the Giants side of the ball, I think that they ran with aggression they had they looked like an actual NFL team. It's just that, you know, that offense is just, you know, the, the, the Cowboys offense is just it's just too much. Now I'm gonna say this about Dak. Andy Dalton has the ability to go in and and put up Dak like numbers. Dak does not he's not the best thrower. He's not the greatest thrower of the football, and and they don't call him the red rifle for nothing. I know they're going to go out. I know they're going to they're going to go deep often because they have the horses to do so. And if he does, it's going to be a Dak is going to experience exactly what Tony Romo experienced when he came back off an injury, and Dak was in the position of I want to play because it was. It, the, it was, the difference being, though, Dak was a, you know, rookie, hot, upcoming, you know, we've got, you know, nothing but ceiling and upside on this guy. Andy Dalton is, you know, what Andy Dalton's going to be. I don't think Andy Dalton is going to have some kind of a miraculous, uh, you know, Rich Gannon-like uh, resurgence in the second half of his career. Well, no, I'm, um, not looking, I'm not looking for that. What it is, though, is when Andy Dalton had the weapons – and he had the running back, and he had true. the the receivers. He was he was good. He was a very and, good, and good quarterback. In Cincinnati for a time, you know, v- various combinations they had. You know, Hushmanzada and, and AJ, and and I think he was still there with some of the Ocho and, and To stuff, and you know, all of those kind of things. As as good as those combinations were, I don't know if he ever had as potent an offense as he has right now. To be honest. Right. That, that 
Capitals wide receiving stable looks to be about as as on point as you could possibly put together. Right. Um, you know, to you know, kudos to them for doing it. Um, and and of course, then you have Zeke. So you know, and then he has you know a top five running back. You know, yeah. running behind him. It, it, you know, it, and couldn't ask for an easier division. So it's definitely set up for him to have success. There's no question of that. And it's just the difference is I don't see them going into next season and saying, no, we're not going to go ahead and make a commitment to Dak because we're putting all of our chips in the Andy Dalton basket. But here's they the- might decide, let's move on from Dak. Let's let Andy Dalton be the bridge to Sam Ellinger, you know, whoever, you know, yeah. is, is yeah. you know, the, you know, yeah. something like that. I don't know who's, who's an Arkansas quarterback. That's, that's who Jerry Jones will draft. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, but, but you know, this way, look at it yeah. this way. If I have a choice between paying Dak after he smashed and completely trashed his ankle and I have no idea how he's going to come back and he was already asking for 40 million and I have Andy Dalton who was cut and I know that I don't have to pay Andy Dalton that money and he can give me close to the same production as a Dak Prescott, I'm taking Andy Dalton all day just because of the fact that, A, I can put my money elsewhere. And you know Stephen Jones is very frugal with his money. And he is now driving the Cowboys. And Dak should have taken the biggest mistake he made was betting on himself too many times. Not I I get the one year – and his agent is looking at – I know his agent is just kicking himself in the butt because I think what he did was he read that market incorrectly and Jerry Jones sat on it and he said, okay, you want to go ahead and prove yourself? Prove yourself. But when you become injured, don't come back to me saying, hey, I want my $30 million, I want my $40 because he's not going to be worth it at that point. Jerry knows that once you get injured – he played the game. He knows that once you get injured, you're not – and especially when it becomes – to the to the to the areas where you use them the most, your arms and your legs. When you come back from those injuries, you're not going to be as fast. Now you may not have that zip on the ball like you like you sure. used to when you hold when you when you when you hurt if you hurt your shoulder. So no, I'm not going to give you no, top dollar. It's going to be a mark. It's going to be a it's going to be a big thing, and I, I I feel bad for him, but at the same time, I agree. He also made the mistake of uh, you know going back to that one too many times of saying, I'm going to, you know, count on myself to, to make it through the season again. Um, it's, it's a bad situation all around. It's, it's unfortunate for NFL players. They have to be stuck in the situation. And if Jerry Jones does it, I would think I'm thinking he's making a mistake. Now this is me talking. Well, I mean, I could, I could see it being a situation where, you know, Dak takes a prove it deal to stay with Dallas you know, and they say, okay, we'll, we'll, you know, roll the dice on, you know, seeing where it's at. We've got Andy under contract, you know, and, and, you know, going that way. I could, I could see that because I don't think, unless there's some major change in his rehab and, and what he looks like, you know, which you never know with that kind of an injury. It's not like it's, uh, you know, the worst injury in the world. It's just, you know, time. Um, you know, he could, I, I doubt that he's going to still be looking to make and still going to be expecting to command that $30, $40 million. But, you know, you never know. But I, I think that's, you know, we're getting way ahead of ourselves there. So overall, you know, I, I do think that the Giants were trending up for that game. We'll see what happens 
this week coming. Uh, we move to the Dolphins and 49ers, where the 49ers just did not show up. Uh, Jimmy G looked uh, like a rookie. The Dolphins looked like they are getting their footing. Um, and they beat a team or they put they beat the brakes off of a team that was injured, that was down, um, that was depleted. And it's no it's not a knock on the on the Dolphins because if you are if you're playing in the National Football League and you are relatively healthy and you get a team that is not healthy, you should beat the brakes off of them. Period. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Well, listen, this is what I'll say in defense of, of my Dolphins for, for what it was. For starters, you know, this is the team, regardless of them being injured, this is the team that was in the Super Bowl last year. So it's not like we're talking about a garbage team. That's right. That's one. Two, this is a team that's been injured for a couple of weeks now, is actually getting healthier right now than they were even a couple of weeks ago. And they still managed to get a couple of wins and they still managed to play with some teams um, competitively. Now, they weren't very good teams. Uh, they were the Giants and the Eagles. But that said, you know, as, as a Dolphins fan, let me tell you what I'm, I'm hanging my hat on right now is I think we have shown that we're not the Giants and the Eagles. We're not the Jets. That's true. We're not, you know, we're not the doldrums of the NFL right now. We're, we're right in that meaty part of the middle of the curve that, you know, seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven, that, that three-game swing right in there. I think that's right around where we're sitting. Um, and then especially when, you know, you look at some of the things as far as, you know, can Tua give them a spark, you know, all those kind of things. So, you know, I think that there's, you know, again, arrow up for the Dolphins, obviously. Um, what I'll also say in defense of the Dolphins that is not getting a lot of national attention and I think is um, a little unfortunate because, yes, Jimmy was hurt. And yes, you know, that you can blame it on the injuries and whatnot. But the other part of it is this defense played different than they've played in any other game. And the reason this defense played different than they played in any other game is because this is the defense that they designed. They got Byron Jones back. They got him back out there. They got two lockdown corners. Xavier Howard seems to be fully healthy or close to it again. So you've got two really stud young lockdown corners out there. And that's the defense that Brian Flores envisioned when they, when they gave him that money. And that's the defense that Brian Flores is bringing from the Patriots, that what he, he wanted to, to be able to have there. To make up for a little bit of a lack of an elite pass rush, you can do that if you have the right studs in the secondary to hold that defense at bay, um, or the offense at bay, rather. Um, and, and I think that that's really what you saw. And, and what you saw out of that was, although the 49ers, I was worried going into the game because I said, if there's one thing the 49ers actually have, They've got decent wide receivers. Ayuk looked real good. Um, you know, they, 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 uh, Debo Samuel looked real good. You know, those guys looked real good in the previous games. Um, and they're big physical wide receivers. And I was afraid, you know, how that was going to happen because our secondary hadn't looked so good. This secondary played very different, getting to have an elite number one shutdown corner in Jones out there. Um, and, and I think this really made a huge difference towards what you're going to see from this defense moving forward. Um, I could be wrong in drinking the Kool-Aid. Certainly it's happened to me before. Um, but, uh, I, I think, I think that, you know, when you play the way that you did in that game, um, you, you have to at least give them some credit more so than just saying, oh, they beat up on a weak team because of injuries. Again, that same weak team gave, you know, 
other NFL teams, all they could handle, won one of the games, came right down to the wire with the other game, um, you know, and and they didn't even, you know, give us a, a run, um, you know. So that I think they're, I think Miami's getting a little undersold, um, and I think that this is the the schedule makers actually did us a little bit of a favor unintentionally, and we'll get more into the schedule changes, but just briefly on that, going into next week now, getting to play the Jets. Oh um, as opposed to we the um, th- this, you know, the Jets are always tough division team, blah blah blah, all that. Um, but I'm still, you know, pretty much confident in chalking up a win, and and you know, feeling like we should be a vastly superior team out there, um, similar to you know what we did, you know, in San Francisco. Hey, Ben has something important to share with you guys. Check this out. I want to thank everyone for joining us on the Pigskin Pandemic Podcast. We are available now on Anchor, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you usually find your favorite podcasts. Please tell your friends, leave us any comments you have about the show, and a five-star rating would be great. Keep an eye out for our Facebook page, which will be coming soon. I want to thank you all for listening, and remember, stay safe out there and vote. So that's 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 my piece on, uh, on my Miami Dolphins. So, so I mean, there are some, there is some movement going on with this schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we got a, we got a Tuesday night game for the first time in how long? Um, uh, w- our, the Patriots game was canceled, so now we play on Monday night, um, yep. and this is our bye week. So, <clears throat> who do you think comes out of this schedule change less burned? I don't know who I'd necessarily say less burned. I think it did end up, you know, I'll I'll be my conspiratorial self as usual. I think it definitely did work out in New England's favor to an extent as far as you're getting the bye week now, so you're getting out of the way, potentially not having Cam Newton and Stephon Gilmore. Um, You know, that that I think is a very positive for them um, because if you get them back, obviously that's a huge thing, whereas if they had to play – uh, this week without those guys, whether it was going to be playing uh, th- this week was supposed to be Tennessee, right? Uh, no, I don't think we played Tennessee this week. Who who was it? They were supposed to play yesterday. I don't even know at this point. <laughs> the Bron- we were supposed to play the Broncos because remember Tennessee's oh, playing be- Tennessee's playing Tuesday right, right, right. night uh, against the Bills. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're they're playing right now against the Bills. Um, but so, yeah, so you guys had the Broncos. That's right. So, you know, if, if you say that that game was going to take place without Stefan Gilmore and without Cam Newton, uh, you know, I give the Broncos a really decent chance in that game. You, you take that same Broncos game and you say you've got Cam Newton and Stefan Gilmore back. Uh, it's harder to give the Broncos much of a chance in that game. Um, you know, those are two very good players and, and two players that change both their offense and defense dynamic greatly. Um, you know, we, we saw what garbage they have on, you know, behind Cam Newton. <laughs> That's um, not even which, God, geez, sorry, right. you know, it's true. Um, you know, it's, it's the, the, there, there definitely is not the usual, uh, Belichick magic happening with those backup quarterbacks right now. Um, so, you know, like that, that seemed to, you know, be very apparent. Um, and, uh, you know, as we talked about before, now the big question is for, for the Patriots moving forward is I just, you know, I question Cam Newton's health 
going into the season because of how they were running him every damn play that, you know, he wasn't going to be able to hold up. Now you have to add to that, you know, the COVID situation a little bit because we know that that thing can, you know, come back. We know that that can be, you know, a lingering thing that can, you know, come back and, you know, come back around. Um, so, you know, that's, there's, there's some kind of, you know, question marks there across the board for him. So that's, you know, where I would say the Patriots are, are a big question mark. If they get them back healthy. Yeah, yeah sure. They're going to keep on rolling and, and should still be a lock for that, uh, that second spot in the division, I would think. Yeah. It's not, a, um, it's not a lock anymore. It's not a lock. Right, it's not the, a lock anymore. It's, it's, the question. Just, it's yeah. just not a lock. Um, and, you know, going forward past just, just getting past this season as a whole, you know, mm-hmm. going forward, we have a lot of question marks. Now, the yeah. number one is, do we keep Stefan Gilmore? We tried to trade for him. Well, we tried to trade him during the draft. Um, and it was probably to get a little bit more receiver help to make Tom Brady stay. Maybe. I don't know. But I do know. Well, I do guys know that. Him just this off, just this beginning of this season? Yes, sir. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't see them trading him after they just extended him this year. Well, what happened was that here. So what happened was that they they extended him because a they they got some more money, and mm-hmm. um, with that they say, well, look, we couldn't trade you, and you were the defensive player of the year. So here's what we're gonna do: we'll 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 give you some more money. We'll give you some more guaranteed money. Here, take this money just to keep you happy because we don't want to leave you disgruntled because we, you knew that we were trying to trade you. And it's not that we didn't want you, but Stefan Gilmore at the end, at the latter end of last year was getting toasted. And when the defense fell apart, he was one of the problems that we had to where especially against the Dolphins because the Dolphins receivers had a lot of speed and Gilmore is not really that fast. He uses more of his mechanics over speed to try to, you know, stay with the receivers, which is great. I well, the Dolphins, Dolphins receivers aren't about being speed. The, the, the issue he had with the Dolphins receivers is they just out physical them. I mean, he just, you know, they, they were, you know, <laughs> tossing up 50, 50 balls and, Devontae Parker was coming down with every one of them. Devontae Parker was blowing by him like he was like he was a little child uh, in a track meet. And it was evident. And they just kept going over top on him. And they kept singling him up because, you know, you don't want your number one corner to that has been the, you know, the shutdown corner all year. Now, all of a sudden, you're getting to a player. I can understand Julio Jones. I can understand some other top-level receivers. Devontae Parker is no slouch, but he's not a top-five receiver. And if you need safety help over the top for Devontae Parker, now you're being looked at as, oh, wait a minute, hold on, hold up, hold up. What is this? What is this going on? Well, if, you, and, if you actually look at Parker's numbers at the end of last year, he actually was a top-five guy. They actually, since uh, Thanksgiving of last year, he actually leads the league. To me, to me, he wasn't a top five guy. That's just to me. Now, his numbers may say something different, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But to me, he wasn't. He's not that. Uh, he like hasn't been a consistent. I'll be the first one to say that. When you're thinking, in, in the sample size that you're looking at, 
it's hard to argue against his production. When you're look, when you're thinking of, you know, top flight, top five receivers, Devontae Parker isn't in the conversation. But when you look at numbers and you go, oh, snap, look at what he's doing. Now you have to start rethinking of, okay, so what is Devontae Parker really doing? Right. So, the reason why he's not in the conversation is because it hasn't been there consistently. It's It's been – it just started last year as a actual thing. He actually, you know, lived up to his first-round grade for the first time, both between health and consistency. That That was the first time. And, you know, and he was playing on a bad Dolphins team last year. So, I mean, he wasn't going to get credit, you know, from that either. But, yeah, I mean, like I say, you look at the numbers. Actually, since since Thanksgiving of last year, he actually leads the league. So, I I agree he's not in that conversation, but he should be because, in reality, his production, just over that sample size, but his production is at an elite level. And if he gets there and if he continues to do it, which I believe that they believe in Brian Flores – and they'll run through a wall for him, you'll see that his name will be more household. <clears throat> so I, am I okay with him getting destroyed at Miami? Not really. I'm not okay with it because, you know, he was supposed to be the, you know, the, the and, and let me back up some. Even though you're the defensive player of the year, that doesn't mean that you will, you won't have bad games because you're going to have bad games. You're going to get a matchup to where this just, this is just your, this is this guy who is not, is not on the radar. He's not a Julio Jones. He's not a Michael Thomas. He's not those guys, but he always gives me fits. It's just the matchup. That's just, that's just how it goes. But what was happening was that he was, he was getting beat week after week after week. And people weren't really seeing it because the defense as a whole was just, they just fell apart. And I get it. The, the, toward the end of the season, the team was just, it just fell apart. Tom Brady couldn't do anything. The receivers couldn't get open. Muhammad Sanu couldn't get open. Edelman was hurt. They didn't have a good running game. It was just, they just fell apart from the quarterback all the way to the, to the free safety. Okay, cool. So now they tried to trade him. They couldn't trade him because they didn't want that contract. And he's, you know, he's on the wrong side of 30. And so now at this point, since we are getting to the trade deadline, I believe the trade deadline is at the end of the month. Now we have to look at what is, who is trade bait? Who can we say? Who can we say that is complete trade bait right now besides Le'Veon Bell? I was going to say the first one, you know, for sure is Le'Veon Bell um, because it's it's out there. Um, I guess yesterday he had some words with Gase and then basically he uh, on on social media, he liked and followed a bunch of comments that were they need to trade Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, and then Adam Gase, when he was questioned about it, he basically said, I wish this wasn't how we conducted business now. Cause I'd prefer just to talk about it, but this is how guys conduct business now. So yeah, this is how we're conducting business. So basically didn't say, right. no, we're not trading him. Right. Uh, so, you know, and, I, and honestly, I don't even know if he's getting to make that call to be honest at this point, because I think that 
everyone under the sun knows that that is a dead man walking. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I think Le'Veon Bell's definite. Uh, the question is who takes him and who has a need and who can fit that salary because the the Jets are going to have to eat a lot of that. Um, yeah. my number one that I would guess, like the, the, the one that in my mind makes the most sense right now is, uh, the chargers. Why they need someone to fill in for losing Eckler, you know, Eckler is going to be out for an extended period of time. Okay. They're a team that's on the rise. Um, they're, they're, you know, in a, a playoff contention mode. Yeah. Um, and their coach is a coach who is very big on, you know, second chances and that kind of thing. Um, so I could see them is taking he? a swing at it. Is he? Because he definitely didn't give Tyrod um, Taylor a second chance. Well, I mean, getting <laughs> him a second chance as far as, you know, you, you get Wally pipped, you get Wally pipped. But, I mean, you, you know, you he's a second chance kind of guy as far as, like, he's willing to excuse the fact that there's been off-field stuff, there's been – there's been other locker room issues, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I also wonder at this point, you know, how much – I think Le'Veon Bell's problem is if it was just Adam Gase, it probably wouldn't hurt him because I think enough people go like, well, you know. It's Adam Gase. Who, who, can, I mean, who can get along with Adam Gase, right? right. Um, you know, but then, you know, on the other half of that is, yeah, but look at what he did, you know, just burning every bridge getting out of, you know, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, you know, so – you know, that, that I think hurts you, you a little bit. Uh, but they're one. Um, the other team that I could see as a possibility, I've said this for uh, since the beginning, and, and they kind of have gone a different direction, so I don't know if it totally still fits. But Detroit, I would say, still makes some sense because um, Swift doesn't look like he's really got it. Um, and, you know, how much are you really going to count on Adrian Peterson to, to be the guy? Uh, but at the same time, they're counting on him to be the guy right now, and he's he's doing it right now. Um, so, you know, there, that's another one. I can't really think of too many places that make a lot of sense um, that he would go to. What are you trading him for? I mean, that's the question. I think it's going to be much lower than the Jets expect. <laughs> I think you're probably going to see it go for – Oh, maybe a fourth. I'm not even trading him for a fourth. You, you wouldn't give up a fourth to get him? Nope. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even, even give him a fourth. Even if they you know, two-thirds of the deal? Nope. I'm not even giving up a fourth. And the reason why I'm not giving up a fourth is because Le'Veon Bell only works in one type of offense. Just one. I don't one. agree with you. Because he cannot – he has not shown where he can hit the hole – Fast enough, he has to wait for his blockers to hit. His blockers have to hold on to blocks longer than any other offensive lineman in football so that he can pick his way through. And I get it. That's a style of runner that, you know, nobody else can do it quite like him. But that also limits you in how you how your offense is tailored. He goes to the Jets. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. He goes to the Jets, and if he was any good, okay, those you can't say to me that. Well, you know, there's absolutely no running space on the Jets at all. There is. It's just that he's not well, accustomed I mean, to that. 
it's about as bad a situation as it could be for Le'Veon Bell because uh, speaking as, you know, the, the former, you know, as a, as a Dolphins fan and having to live with Adam Gase, if there's one thing he doesn't do and that he's not known for, and that, you know, fits all of his MO, he's not shifting his scheme to fit the player. He expects the player to shift to fit his scheme because he's got the best scheme and he's the smartest guy in the room. Understood. Uh, you know, I don't know that other coaches will have that same issue. I agree with you that he has a very specific running style and that he needs to have that running style accommodated to him. Um, and I don't know that there's another team besides the Steelers that is necessarily going to run that same scheme. The only other, the only other connection as far as uh, from a coaching standpoint that makes sense in that regard it's would Tampa be Bay. Tampa Bay. Yep. Yeah. But I can't see, you know, Rojo's playing okay down there and, and, you know, they've still got shady, you know, so I, you know, I can't see them saying like, yeah, let's go get this. I mean, if it was for a song, you know, if they, if they, if they convinced, you know, them to say, you know, we'll do it for a fifth or a sixth or something. And, and, you know, it was just about getting them off the books maybe, you know, cause, cause you know, he'd go with it cause it gets to go with Brady and chase a ring and blah, blah, blah. I don't think they even have the space. Um, I don't think they have the space to sign them. I don't think they have the space uh, to trade for him. I don't think they probably do. Not, but I, that, you know, I, I don't ever put too much stock in that. A team can always find a way. Um, there's, you know, clever cap, you know, moves you can make and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, that's the problem is I don't know who the trade partner is for him. That makes a ton of sense. I don't, um, I don't see him. And I mean, if they, if he goes somewhere, <clears throat> even if I'm the jets, I'm not sending him to somewhere he can prosper. I'm not doing that to where he can win. I don't think they no have the way. luxury. They, you know what? So if it's up to me, if it is up to me, and I have an op- and I have the choice between sending him to a contender or keeping his butt right there, I'm keeping his butt right there. Sure, no, but but I, I don't think the Jets one are thinking in that manner, and two, I don't think they have that luxury. Um, the, you know, he's he's proving to be a locker room cancer. Um, he's, he's proving to be a distraction. He's constantly at odds with the head coach, you know, which maybe not an issue because he won't be the head coach for much longer. Um, but you know, like I, I just think you want to move on from that because at this point he's just a progress stopper. But why would I want to, um, why would I want to get him if I know that it wasn't Mike Tomlin, it wasn't his fault. It may have been Ben's fault, but it wasn't Mike Tomlin's fault. And he came sure. at and he came at Mike Tomlin. Didn't want to talk to Mike Tomlin. It wasn't the. That's it true. definitely wasn't the Pittsburgh Steelers front office fault. It wasn't them. No, that's true. So then, if I get him, what am I really getting? Am I getting a player who really wants to run through a wall for my coach, or do I? Am I getting a selfish player that is just he, if he doesn't if he him and Antonio this. Brown those two guys right there are. Like they are, it's the worst combination that you could ever have where your attitude is complete zero, but your talent is at a 100. And and you know, like I I could have seen a team like Houston being interested in him. You know, he would make some sense for them. Um, And and Bill O'Brien was the kind of guy that, you know, believed he could always, you know, make somebody better. Um, but you know, obviously, you know, that's gone. So there's no reason that they would do that. Like why, why would you bring in that to Houston? That makes no sense. He, um, 
I'll give you one that could be out there. How long is Chubb out? Mm, he's only out for a few weeks. He's only out a few weeks. It's not. It's not. No, considered nope. possible to threaten this, this season. But I'm. I'm. But I'm four and one without him. So I'm, well, yeah. I, mean, I was just saying, if, if Chubb without like, Lave, that, that was one I could see as a possibility. If Chubb was out for, let's say, it was looking like you know eight to ten weeks, and there's a question of is he going to make it back for the playoffs and that kind of thing. You know, like that, then I'd say, yeah, maybe that makes some sense. Plus, you know, you get the revenge factor, get him, you know, Cleveland knows him. They've, you know, they played against it, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I, I like, like I say, I'm just, you know, moving pieces in my brain, you know, trying to think of where it makes sense or not. I can uh, see but more, I think I can you see ultimately will see him move. I could, well, and I'm thinking of the teams right now that, and see, the problem with being a running back is, they may say that they don't put a lot of stock in the running back position, but if you mm-hmm. look across the board, there aren't many teams that that need a running back, a number one. There aren't many, right. and they do put right, that. A, they do put that. It's stock a devalued in. position, and it's but you it, know a, a position where you're usually trying to find a guy who's young who can give you some good touches for a year or two, and then you can you know use it up and move along. But it's a, um, it's a devalued you know. position that has all the value in the world because I can't move my offense without a great run or a very good running back, a very good to great running back. I can't move my offense. And, no, I really don't want to pay you because in three or four years after you done had, you know, two, 250 to 300 touches, oh, yeah, right. it's, it's, it's a bad you're, situation. you're done. So is it, yeah. is it valued? Absolutely, it's valued. Now he could go to Washington, but again, I don't see them being. I don't see them being buyers. I see them being sellers. I see them being about building for the future, and I don't see Le'Veon Bell being part of a plan for the future. Um, I, I don't see Rivera welcoming that headache into the locker room with everything else, and the the kid that they've got there. Um, I forgot his name again. I did it last week he's too, a, and I forgot it again a, this week. He's pretty good. I mean, he's, he's but... looked good two weeks ago as he's gotten to get a chance to be the starter. I think he's he's shown you enough that you say like, well, at least let's see what we got here. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's one guy, right? No, there's there's some other guys out there on the trade block. I think definitely based on the uh, the other previous Lake of Fire candidates that we had with uh, yeah. Atlanta. Um, you know, I think you're seeing Atlanta probably in a major fire sale mode. Yeah. Um, I think blowing that whole thing up. Uh, Art Blank wouldn't uh, commit to Matt Ryan. He didn't flat out say anything bad about him or anything. I don't want to this is say who, anything. This wrong. is who he's not committing to. And I want you to understand who he's not committing to. There's three players on that team he's not committing to. He's not committing to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, or Todd Gurley. Yeah. Now, I mean, I don't know that he said anyone else other than Matt Ryan, you know, when he was directly questioned, he said something along the lines of that's all decisions of the coaching staff and, you know, the, you know, kind of played it off that way. So it's not like he said, like, yeah, we want to get rid of the guy. Um, it just, you know, he didn't give a ringing endorsement to a guy who is supposed to be, you know, quote unquote, your franchise quarterback. Um, so, you know, I, I would say Matt Ryan is very likely. But where does he go? Um, where does he go? Where does Matt? If, uh, th- this is the one that, this is the one that I have, and you got to follow along with me just to uh, <laughs> gather around your tail here for a moment. Okay, moving pieces within this, so I think it makes a lot of sense for some pretty obvious reasons that he would go to San Francisco. Connection to Kyle Shanahan, yes. 
Hopefully that makes sense. Jimmy G is hurt and or crap, yes. whichever way you want to say it. Um, you know, there was some talk in the off season that Jimmy G wasn't totally their guy, that they were not happy with the fact that they felt like he wasn't good enough to win the big game. Yes. Um, you know, that kind of stuff, which, you know, may totally be valid. Um, Matt Ryan, so, so, you know, I can really see Shanahan saying, yeah, let's go get Matt Ryan. Let's, let's move on. And, you know, let's, well, uh, you know, him being Kyle Shanahan, I'm sure he'll have someone else in mind for next season. Okay. Matt Ryan won't be the long-term solution. All right. But, you know, if I can get Matt Ryan to be a one- or two-year bridge, okay. cool. Um, and then that would mean that you can also move Jimmy G to the Patriots, which obviously Belichick has wanted since two years ago. Um, and, and you know, that's pretty famous and known that that was, you know, what he wanted to do. He would have liked to have – kept jimmy and moved tom you know i can hear you smiling over there through your words uh, i can hear it but at the same time i also would hate it because like i I want the patriots to be adrift like every other team in the the nfl has been at some point in the last 10 years where you have no quarterback and you don't know who your quarterback is going to be and you go out and draft a quarterback you think he's going to be great and he turns out to be josh rosen or achilles smith or you know Jamarcus Russell or, you know, whoever, you know, I want that for the Patriots because they deserve to have to live with that world like the rest of the NFL. So that (laughs) I don't want them to go get Jimmy G. But if I'm putting on my GM hat and saying what makes sense, that totally makes sense. Because if you're the Patriots. That doesn't make any sense. And the reason why it doesn't make any sense is because he wants to start. And who cares if he wants to start? He doesn't get a choice. He's hurt right now, and he's not going to start because he's not playing well. So the difference is you go back to New England where you have a scheme that you know, a scheme that you like, a scheme that you flourished in. You're playing behind a quarterback who is oft injured and already has health and medical issues this season. And even if it's not for this season, even if it's not for this season, it still makes sense for both Jimmy G and for the Patriots because Cam's on a one-year deal, and if he keeps playing the way he's playing, he's not going to be on a one-year deal that then I'm willing to sign another prove-it deal next year for you guys and give you guys a discount. He's getting paid as a, as a star quarterback next year a, if he continues to trend the way that he is. And I'm going to tell you this. If Cam Newton takes the New England Patriots deep into the playoffs, okay, deep into the playoffs, we're talking, you know, second round, Let's say they're a wild card team. They get into the playoffs. Sure, I got you. They make it to this. Let's say the second round, not even the the champion, not even the AFC chip. Let's say they make it to you. the second round. Mm-hmm. He'll stay in New England. And what'll happen is this. Here's what'll happen. Because I can see, I can see this happening. They will give Cam Newton quarterback money. Because next year... It's going to have to be real good quarterback. No, listen. They're not going to give him Tom Brady money. They're not even going to do that. They're going to give him... They'll give him... What they'll do is they'll give him quarter... They will give him quarterback money. Because remember, next year, they're going to be over $100 million under the cap. But he's he's not going to sign with them for a a, a hometown discount deal. And they won't do it. See, the thing I've I've noticed about Bill Belichick is he will give the money to the people who he really believes in that is 
you know, who he thinks deserves that money. I'll give you an example. Sure. When everybody thought that Malcolm Butler was deserving of a high contract, he said, no, can't do it. And he gave Stefan Gilmore that same money. I get you. He's, he's definitely shrewd about it. I get that. And that's why I say, like, I think if you give Bill Belichick the option of paying Cam Newton upper-level quarterback money, I won't say elite, but upper-level quarterback money, because that's he's not going to sign for anything less than that. I don't believe that for a second. Agreed. And or Jimmy G on the deal he's got because he's got another. I believe he's got another three years left on that deal. Either two or three years left. He's not on the last year. I know that. With his deal. The problem with his deal is his deal now isn't so bad. No, he no, signed no, that no, deal no, two no, years. No, 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 no. See, I looked into this. I looked into this, and the problem with his deal is that a. <clears throat> when they he th- there there was an option, San Francisco picked up his option mm-hmm. uh, right before the Super Bowl. Where right. so he, he would pick, the back end of his deal, but those but, are always easy to but to see. Move around. He what happened was when they picked up his option, they had an option on whether they didn't have to pick up his option in the in his in his new deal, and that would have only paid him like a million and three for this year. This was before he went to the Super Bowl. No, I got His you. kickers kick in almost like, um, who is it? Um, uh, He's got uh, who is deal. it? Um, the kickers, the kickers, have that kind of- the kickers kick in like, um, like uh, Mahomes. They kick in two years, two years down the road. So I get when you. they picked up the option, he counts now thirty million on the cap. Thirty million on the cap. So now. If they do anything, they have to make a decision, and that was two years ago. So now they have to make a decision for 2021. So as for me in New England, if if I was high on him before he left, he went to go start, and now he looks like trash. Am I ready to repair this guy? Yeah, but you don't think he looks uh, like trash. Man. You 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 think right. that he no no no, and that's team. and that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. What I'm saying is before he left New England. He was my prized possession. And Kyle Shanahan mm-hmm. is like, if you can't get it with Kyle Shanahan, I don't know what your problem is. Anyway, so I don't, I don't think that Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels think that way. That's how you think as a fan, and that's how most fans think. If there's anything that I'm going to bank on, it's going to be Bill Belichick's ego. And he 100% believes he knows how to use Jimmy better than Kyle Shanahan does. And I get it. Not just with that, just not with that contract. Because there's there's no way in this world well, there's would, no way in this world I, like it would, it would be a sign and trade of course it would it would 100 percent be you know that kind of situation they would they would you know San Francisco would eat part of it New England would give them a restructured deal which would take the escalators out of the back end and give them some front loading okay and extend it for another two years back there you know something like that I mean that that always happens okay. I mean that part of it I'm not I, I don't think but the difference is you wouldn't have to give him a new deal as far as you don't have to worry about I've got to pay him now as an elite quarterback like he got paid as a, a as a top end quarterback 2 years ago you don't have to match that again if this is what happens he's going to take the deal from New England because I'm going to be the starter in New England either by virtue of Cam getting hurt or by virtue of Cam going away at the end of the year 
and then I get to take over and I get to be the future slash bridge to whatever happens after Brady. Um, and, and again, this is moving a lot of pieces around the board, but I think that it makes a lot of sense for all the teams involved. And then where does, and, so, so, so you got Ryan going to San Francisco and then you mm-hmm. have Jimmy G going to New England. Where, where mm-hmm. does that leave Atlanta? Atlanta is done. Atlanta's rebuilding and they're figuring out their own stuff to get Trevor Lawrence next year. But okay, so so if I'm if I'm Atlanta and I'm trading Jimmy and I'm trading Matt Ryan to to San Francisco, what am I getting in return, Atlanta? What's Atlanta getting in return? What's Atlanta probably getting I would think probably like a second in next year's and a first in the year after that, something like that. Or maybe vice versa. And, San- and if you're San Francisco, you're, if you're San Francisco, you say, yeah, I'm doing that because I know I can hold on to Matt Ryan for two more years. And a, and a Matt Ryan-led San Francisco team can be a, a Super Bowl contender more so than a Jimmy G-led one was because with, Matt Ryan is a quarterback. With lesser talent, with lesser weapons. But again, that's not – Kyle Shanahan doesn't think that's lesser talent and lesser weapons. Kyle Shanahan says, I know how to make Matt Ryan an elite quarterback. Atlanta didn't. Didn't matter they had Julio Jones and that other stuff. Yes, because they couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't. Jesus. I mean, when we talk, because uh, Matt Ryan somewhere in this, in, in this show is going to come up again. He's popping up again somewhere. I know it. So, like San Francisco could do something crazy blockbuster and do that because I could also see Julio Jones making a ton of sense to San Francisco. Yes. I, I, I you know, see it. I, I don't know that you could conceivably get them both. It would be kind of crazy, but at the same time, you know, this is a crazy year. I you know, would welcome stop to stop watching the um, NFL if that happened, but it could happen. I, it, it feels more NBA than NFL. I will grant you that. However, again, this is 2020. Nothing is off the table. Um, so, like, I think in either case, the difference is Julio Jones has a ton of suitors. Julio Jones makes sense to go to San Francisco. He makes sense to go to New England. He makes sense to go to Philadelphia. He makes sense to go to Detroit. He makes sense to go to Jacksonville. Detroit. He makes sense to go I mean, to Jacksonville because Jacksonville's not doing anything. No, no. I'm just saying where their wide receiver, help, like Julio Jones, could go to pretty much any team in the league. For the exception of he could go to maybe in the Dallas yeah, because couple, they have so many. Right, a couple, not, but the difference is that a team like Jacksonville isn't going to give up a ton to get Julio Jones because what's he bringing you? Do you know where he would you fit know? the best? Do you know where he would fit the best? Where's and that? I know it's not going to happen, but you have to imagine this. So if I'm Green Bay, I'm yeah. knocking down Atlanta's door saying, what do you want for Julio Jones? It's true. Oh, can you believe, can you, like, if I want to make Aaron Rodgers yeah. super happy, super happy, I'm going out, because their coach came from where? Didn't he come out of Atlanta? Did he come from Kyle Shanahan? No, no. Matt LaFleur is uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. I'm coming for Julio Double Jones. Double checking that to make sure I'm right, I'm but I'm almost positive. I'm coming for Julio Jones. And I am like, 
I need Julio on my team right now. Yeah, he was the Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator yes. and before that, the Rams. He was the quarterback's coach with the Falcons, so you are right about that. He did come from the Falcons in 2015 and 2016. Yes. That was his first his first gig, you know, in this round of NFL rounds. So I'm like So, so yeah, there's my, there's a connection certainly. So I am like if you're trading Julio, I'm a, I'm gonna have Aaron I'm gonna just have Aaron Rodgers as the happiest guy on the planet because now makes a ton of sense. Green Bay just seems like the last team in the world that'll ever do it, but I'm with you. I think it makes a ton of sense. He would kill I mean he would kill in Green Bay. Oh my goodness! If I am new, if I'm New Orleans, if I'm New Orleans, well, they never. <laughs> and I haven't, and I haven't settled in with Michael Thomas yet, because he just punched somebody in the mouth a couple days ago, or got punched. I, I'm not sure what way that went, but yeah, he he hit the guy. He did hit the guy with the hel- in the, in the head, but he had a helmet on. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. I'm I'm asking. I'm asking. If I am see if I'm a team that has to get What, you think you think New Orleans would trade Michael Thomas? No, but no. as you but as you can see, you know, if I have Michael Thomas and Julio Oh, and, stop it. First, Atlanta's never trading Julio to I'm knocking on New the Orleans. door. I'm knocking on the door. Why wouldn't uh, I? I mean, but I because mean, it's, if it's... because if if my thing is if you're selling if you're going for the fire sale, it's not going to matter. I'm I'm not contending this year anyway. So if in your head you have already made up in your mind that you are not contending and you are scrapping the season, then I'm like, okay, well, yeah, but you're not you're not sending that to the division rival. It's just never going to happen. Hey, listen, crazier things have happened. Now, is it going to happen? No, but I'm if I'm still going to call, why not? Why wouldn't I? I'm going to call I mean, and see what it takes. What is it going to right, take? What is it going to take? What is it going to take to my my, my Jimmy G three way trade makes more sense than that? Yes, I'm not saying that it. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I'm not saying that it's going to happen. I'm just saying, hey, if I'm if I'm in the NFC South, I'm the, I'm banging down your door. What's it going to take? I'll, yeah, give I, you, I, I, I'll give you this guy. Yes, I would. I would. I would try my best to get him because at the end of the day, you have. Well, I, I mean, too. Carolina. Carolina. I'll, I'll give, I mean, Carolina would need him, but Carolina's not. Carolina's no good right now. I mean, they're okay, but they're not. I'll, like I'll give you friend. another one that makes. I'll give you another one that makes sense. That that you know was, they're they're kind of quiet, but you know at the same time it would fit everything that's going on. Uh, Los Angeles Rams. They always trade. If Julio right. Jones goes to saying. LA, that's what I'm saying. They they always oh trade. Oh my god! And and they always do it in that kind of quiet way. Um, and uh, you know, they it, it's not like they have like yes, Woods is having a nice season. Hold on. We're gonna take a pause. See, in this show, we always have updates, right? So I just got an update that Le'Veon Bell has been released. Stop it! Yes. I don't buy it. <laughs> I'm telling you. He has uh, it's not been, on ESPN. He has been released. All right, we're, we're going to Shefty. He has been released, and now he's a free agent. If he's a free agent, okay, 
Jets where? released Le'Veon. Wow. Where? Okay, so now he's off the trade block. Okay, Adam Schefter. We didn't talk right about now. it. We didn't talked about it. He's he. We knew he was going to be trade bait, but now he's not trade bait. Now I don't have to give up any draft capital or any player capital, no matter how bad they are, to get Le'Veon Bell. Question number one is: Do I go out and get him? Uh, I mean, now that he doesn't cost you a thing, I think there would definitely be teams that will uh, that will look at, you know, that will give give it more. Doesn't cost you a thing now, so you know now now there's a chance. Where does he go? Can he go to Houston? Does Houston does Houston say, ah, let me go get him, or does he or or does or do teams say this? Because see, I could see this happening. I could see people saying, I want Le- Pe- Le'Veon Bell is a hot commodity. We could go get him. And people just sit and go, now nah, we good. I'm cool. I'm straight. I don't need Le'Veon Bell this year. I don't need him. Let's see what we do. Let's see what we can get. We can get better in the draft. I can go for the rest of the season with the stable that I have because we're doing okay. Because it, the teams that don't have a good running back, are the teams that are on the lower end. They have one win. They have zero wins. They're not even going to make the playoffs. So if anybody comes after him, they're going to be a team that's not going to contend. The contenders have the quarterback. They have the running back. They have the defense. Now, the Chargers may pick him up only because their, their, their running back gets hurt. But I'm like, well, yeah. I, could put him, I can put him on a – League minimum salary, because now his salary is just trash. He don't yep. he don't get that money now. You've, well, I mean, he's still getting it from the Jets. You've he, helped, he had a ton of guaranteed deal in there. You've helped me out. If I'm the Chargers, I'm I maybe I'm jumping in my I'm jumping up and down because you've helped me out. And it could be they released him because nobody wants to trade for him. So funny, ESPN still doesn't have it. That nobody wants to but trade for him. So so if. Because, you know, if teams could get something for you, they'll hold on to you just to get that fourth round, just to get that fifth round pick, just to get that. No, that's fair. But if I can't get anything for you, I got to let you go because I, I, nobody's giving me anything. So if nobody's giving me anything, who, where am I going to, where is he going to go? I mean, the Chargers make sense, but. They don't even want to give up any draft capital for him, obviously. So, you know, it's like, okay, I don't see him. Maybe, maybe, maybe he just sits for the rest of the year. Maybe this is it for him. And our correspondent, Matt, just told us that uh, Le'Veon Bell was also released. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm just... It's just you know when you get you know when you get the live feed you gotta you gotta put it on the show you gotta put it on the show we gotta talk no, about it right so <clears throat> Le'Veon Bell's released so we ain't got to worry about that for the trade deadline Matt Ryan um you're looking at Jimmy G but who else do you see as as sellers in this market right now is the question sellers. It's funny because I haven't heard Houston really in that conversation. I don't know why they wouldn't be. 
Houston, um, Houston right now hasn't figured out what they have. They really don't have much to give. I, I think that's true, but I'm just saying, you know, if you're Houston, why wouldn't you be trying to trade, you know, Kenny Stills somewhere? Why wouldn't you be trying to trade, you know, I don't know. Who else? Like, you know, even even a guy like uh, like honestly, JJ Watt. Oof. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying, like if I'm a Houston fan, as much as like obviously he's the franchise. Like, what is he bringing you that at this point? You, you know, he's not going to be on a championship team of yours. I guess the difference, you know, what it is the difference with Houston is is that you still have the feeling that you're building for the future. Because you have Deshaun Watson. I feel like so. they're holding on to JJ because I just need that. I just need a happy JJ to go one year without an injury and it just be the JJ that came in and dominated the league. Just one. If oh, I yeah, can no, no, get no. That, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, like, like what, are, what are other teams that are in the, that are in the cellar that, you know, are, are absolutely, you know, Teams like the Jets that, you know, they're going to be moving on from their head coach. So they're moving on from their quote-unquote talent that, you know, isn't going to be there in the future. Well, it's, they're breaking into the game on CBS announcing it right now. If, I, um, <laughs> if, I'm, if, I am, if I'm New England and I knew that J.J. Watt is on the, on the block, I'm going to go get him. Oh, yeah. And listen, I don't think J.J. Watt's on the block. But I'm just saying, like, it's just one of those things. Like, Houston's in a very strange place because – They've moved on from their coach and their GM because um, the same guy. Uh, I have, and I have a story about they, that too. I have a story about that soon coming up. You got to dig in on the uh, whole Patriots. The, no, what's his name? no, 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 no. This one is going to make you laugh. No, no, we'll get into the guy, from the, the guy from the Patriots. That's their like you know defunct GM now. No, 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 no. And there's a story. We get. We're going to get right. to. We're going to get to the Falcons and. You know, in the and the quarterbacks and all that. I mean, the 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 head coach and the GMs and and the, the for Houston and Atlanta. And when I tell you this story, you're gonna say, "Get out of here!" But guess what? This is what they do. This is when you have people who think that they know what they're doing and they have no clue. Because Houston is about to go under more than what they are now. But anyway, I feel like trade bait. A.J. Green needs to be traded. He needs to get up out of there. Eight, it's time. It's time for A.J. Green to get up out of there. I know that he, you know, Probably Joe Burrows, Joe Burrows is a fantastic, phenomenal quarterback. But I think what they need to do is just go. They need to move away from the older talent and start moving into the younger talent. And they need to move there fast. And because so, New England, I, look, I, our, I our receivers – we need a receiver. We don't need a receiver because I think – Honestly, I, I, hope, I hope you do go and get A.J. Green because I, I got news for you. A.J. Green, love the guy, one of my favorite receivers in the last, you know, many years here in the NFL, 10 washed. years or whatever. He's washed. He, he's done. He's, he's washed. He's got nothing left. It's too many injuries. I feel like for they us – They caught up to him for sure. For us – the wide receiver market is either too rich or it's too poor. There's nothing in the middle. And we always love trying to get the middle. And the middle right now is, well, I mean, we went for the middle. We went with Muhammad Sanu. What we need, I think what we need. I mean, he'd be an upgrade for you. He would be. I mean, Nikhil Harry is playing pretty decent. 
but Edelman, it's time. It's t- it's time. And you know, he was in my he was in my fire pit because he was trash. He's been trash uh, the past couple weeks. I get it. He's old. We could not have asked him this week. <laughs> we can't we can't put him in there this week because he didn't play. But we do need an upgraded wide receiver. We do need our tight our rookie tight ends. We need them. We don't need an upgraded tight end, so to speak, because I think we have two pretty decent tight ends. They're just banged up right now. And I know that one is probably never going to see the field because he's still learning the system. They always keep like one on the shelf to learn the system. And once he kind of, you know, learns the system, then he'll be pretty decent. I get it. We do need receiver help. Whether Mm -hmm. we trade for him or not, I don't know what we have. Um, I hope that he doesn't give a second or anywhere between his first and his second up for a receiver because he gave that for Muhammad Sanu and he turned around and that Muhammad Sanu does not have a job right now. Yeah, the the difference was that was a a move that was made to appease and hopefully get Brady, you know, either to – I think they honestly believed if we can load up and we can get Brady one more title – he walks out on top. I, I think that's what they thought. I think that they thought, you know, which, you know, you, you heard him say he didn't, didn't want Tom Brady to go somewhere else, but he didn't want to resign Tom Brady. Like that was, that was the worst part about what happened with, you know, Brady in new England is that they really just wanted him to retire. Right. And, and I get it. You know, he just didn't want to retire and you know, you want to play, right. go ahead and play. I get it. He started off a little rocky. You know, he's kind of rounding around right now. He's kind of, you know, just kind of shaping up a little bit better in Tampa Bay right now. Um, It's not going to be all peaches and cream, but he hasn't gotten. um, I think that their receiving core is becoming a little bit more, a little healthier. So we'll see Mm -hmm. what Tom Brady does. Um, I think that, I think that, there aren't that many players that are ready to go. Um, I feel like the Eagles should be in the market for a for at least a serviceable left tackle. If there is one, I feel like one. that's the thing. It's like there's no there's I, no left tackles that are out there that are going to be on the trade block. I, it's just I they're feel not like, there. I feel like. Um, I feel like they should just go ahead and release Alshon Jeffrey um, because I think they found their guy. Um, and I can't remember the guy's name because well, he's so brand new. I, I, feel like, I feel like they just need to just let him go and just say, well, look. I mean, here's the deal. You know, with, with Fulgrim, the only thing I'll say is that it's like, let, let's, let's calm down. It's been one week and, and you know, maybe a little of a, a second week. Um, he looks good. You know, I, I'll be the first to, to say it. And I, I hope that they did find someone because they definitely need someone there. Um, but before people are saying, oh, they don't need help at wide receiver anymore. And before people are saying, let's let Alshon Jeffrey go because this kid's fine. Let's 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 see him put it together for four games. Let's before we go ahead and, and anoint him. The well, uh, regardless of the whether, second coming of Freddie Mitchell, regardless. Yeah, yeah Freddie, Fred X, trash. Anyway, be, just not even just not even just that. I just think that Alshon is done. I don't think that he has any. He's almost like AJ Green. 
I think he's got more. I was gonna say I think he's got more in the tank than AJ Green does. That's for sure. I doubt it. I uh, abs- I, I, I absolutely. Doubt I think it. also Jeffrey is a guy that's not healthy and he's playing. He's playing banged up, but I don't think he's not even playing. I, that's the thing. He hasn't even played yet. He can't. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I think I think he's a guy that, that can't get healthy enough to to get out there to play. You know that, that's and that's where a- you know, but, and that's where AJ Green is at. He's not healthy to get out there to play, but he's still playing, and he looks bad. The difference is, I think Alshon Jeffrey gets healthy and then is still something that can produce. I think AJ Green is as healthy as he's going to get. And this is as good as it's going to be. And I have another update. Just like I said, the reason why they didn't refresh over there. Listen, What's happening? man, just like I said, they've been trying to trade bell for weeks and no one would even give him a late round pick. So they had to release him. So what's the update? That's the update. The update is, oh, oh, oh. is that they tried to trade Bell for weeks. They've been trying to trade this guy for weeks. And the problem was that nobody was wanted, nobody wanted to give him – nobody wanted to give Bell or give him – You actually chance. couldn't trade him. I, so I, I don't know that they were trying to trade him because you couldn't trade him. He was on IR. What, so you cannot trade him when he's on IR. What I'm seeing is that they were trying to trade him for weeks. And it was probably – they were probably trying to trade him before he went on IR – Oh, yeah, that's true. No, they, they were trying to trade him in the offseason, for sure. And they couldn't get a, even a late-round pick for him. Nobody wants Bell. Nobody wants Bell for draft capital I, or players. You're I not good enough to, for me to give up a, 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 a sixth-round pick, a seventh-round pick for, or my practice squad player. Now, if you come off the books, because now i got to eat that money. i got to eat all that money, because he had the highest cap, of yeah, all the running yeah. backs in the league. Well, that's what it'll, it'll be very interesting to see what happens with him now because, you know, obviously he's, you know, not going to. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't sign anywhere because he might just say, "I'll just take my money that I got, you know, from the Jets and holding them up at gunpoint, and you know, just stay out the year and and you know, COVID and all that kind of stuff, and and come back next year and try and make a go of it." Okay, everyone, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening in. Don't forget to join us next week as we hear more of the guys' opinions as they talk about the news on the NFL. Goodbye.